Well, we've been following each other on TikTok for a while. We've been communicating. I may have a Mets shirt on now, but you know what? I did wear the Phillies in September, in, in October, and there it is. However, I'm very forward-thinking, Chris, okay? Because Chris Mofo, a.k.a. Kata, C-A-H-T-A-H, 15, just give us your TikTok name, firstly. Kata Hot. Was it? Kata Hot. Oh, there you go. It's, it's, it's a little complicated, <laughs> but you're very active on there, which is great. And you cover Philadelphia. And I said, we got to get you on the show because I know you also do a podcast and you're in your own studio right now. But I'm very forward thinking, sure. okay? I can tolerate the Giants losing to the Eagles. But now I'm just thinking the next time New York and Philly get to meet each other and that's during baseball, you know? So you guys aren't done yet, though. So tell me what your thoughts were on the weekend. Jalen Hurts, I guess he's healthy. I know there were a lot of questions surrounding that, weren't they? Let's start there. I mean, it- Jalen Hurts has done so much more than anybody could have thought this year. I mean, you look at what he was last year. You're thinking, you're thinking, oh, this guy's a bottom five quarterback in the league. I wanted the Eagles to trade for Russell Wilson, which, what was I thinking? But Jalen Hurts has just been so so good this year. And I'm not sure if he's a hundred percent healthy, but I mean, they they beat a playoff team by 31 points. I think he's healthy enough. I think he's good. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy weekend. You know, I, I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought the Giants could even win that game, but the Eagles just stomped them like in all mm. facets. They just don't think they're going to win the game against the Eagles. I thought there was a chance they could, um, the, the giant, the giants have a really good team. People don't give them enough credit. Um, but it just, the Eagles are better in every – you look at every position. And uh, my, my one very good friend, uh, Jizzle, my tizzle, JT, um, huge Giants fan. He takes me to, takes me to Giants-Eagles game every year. I, we were both going through the rosters and we're like, what position are the Giants better than the Eagles? And really all we could come up with was running back. And, but you see the Eagles running game, and it's like it almost cancels each other out. So it, it's just crazy how deep the Eagles are at every position, too. Um, I also they, think they got a past, really good run coming. This past weekend, though, I think was a showdown of NFC Coach of the Year candidates. Wouldn't you say Dable versus Serini? I mean, look, Serini comes in, and the Eagles themselves had a weird year last year, but they just come out dominant, a little surprisingly dominant, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, it yeah. hurts. He had a good receiving core, and and as you say, he ran a lot. Also, by the way, um, but yeah. and when he keeps on about Hurts, who else on that team was a supporting character that we in New York may not have known about going into this game? We all hear about Hurts, but who else was on that team this year so far, uh, doing things for you guys? I mean, I mean, um, AJ Brown, I guess you'd say. Single, you look at every single every single position, somebody has made a big impact. You got all three running backs. Miles Sanders was an All Pro this year. You got they have in my opinion, the best offensive line in the league, and it's not really that close. I mean, Jason Kelsey, if there is an MVP, I know centers can't get the MVP award, but Jason Kelsey, in my opinion, should be the MVP of the league. What he does for that offensive line, oh, my God. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's pancaking guys with one arm. Defensive tackles, 320-pound defensive tackles, taking them out with one arm. It's insane. Um, he does. I think he does more for the Eagles than, than any player in the league could. 
Tell me about the city of Philadelphia. First of all, are you right in or are you on the outskirts? Because I never really know exactly. Because you travel all, you go to MetLife, you go to Eagles games. But where are you exactly? The people may not know. I'm, I'm outside. It. I'm, I'm about 25, 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, still on the PA side. But um, and the reason yeah, I, ask I like because, to go to as many sporting events as I can. But And the reason I ask is because I was almost eager to go down to Philly during the World Series just because that was something else to watch. And you're like, don't come. They start to shut the city down. So give us an inside look at what Philly happened, what goes down in Philly when your teams are in the playoffs, even, you know, before the World Series. And so, obviously. So whenever there's a big time win, like they literally just, everybody like parties in the streets. Uh, my, my one podcast is called Grease the Poles. And that's because before, before a championship game, they literally take like, lard and grease the poles so people don't climb up the telephone poles it's that crazy in philadelphia and i'm not sure if you remember when the eagles won the super bowl but like there's people shooting off fireworks in the middle Mm -hmm. of the street like it's just absolute mayhem down there and if you're not there before the game you're not getting there so unless you like have a hotel on broad street you're not getting anywhere near the city like it's not happening but I don't know how that works. So they cut the buses off from going through the city. Is that what happens too? Or I don't think they actually cut the buses off, but pretty much the people like make it so nobody can get through who kind of thing. I got like, you. It's really, it's, it's like a maze of people all the way through broad street. I haven't actually been there to, to see it in person, but I've, I've seen, I've seen videos of it. It's just, it's wild, just madness. One thing I love about the Philadelphia sports scene is that it's all in that area, man. Even after the vet was imploded, they kept everything right there. You have the Phillies, the Eagles, the Flyers. I guess the Union's around there, too. I see that banner. By the way, Union and Phillies lost the same night in their championships, you know, games. But that's how good Philly was last year. And, you know, the Eagles were right in the thick of that run, weren't they, with their own regular season yeah. starts, though? Well, well, and we've had <laughs> – now, now in the last year, we've had three teams in Philadelphia lose a championship. Philadelphia Stars went to the championship for football. The Union lose a championship, and the Phillies lose a championship, all within like a couple months of each other. So, hopefully, the Eagles can break that streak and you know actually win one. But um, it's still a tremendous run. Like the Phillies weren't weren't a team that was supposed to go to the championship, and they go there anyway. And it was just. It was a storybook bro- book run that unfortunately didn't work out in the end, but we got there. It was fun. You know, you do a lot of lives during these games. I got to ask you about this. Let's go behind the scenes a minute. Do you give a crap who watches, who doesn't, or do you just want to do it for the fun of it? Like, what's what's the mentality behind that, and, and do you find it works? I mean, obviously, yeah, I do look at views because, I mean, as all content creators, yes, the views is what what runs our what runs our companies. Um, but I. I don't care if it's Houston fans. I don't care if it's Philly fans. I don't care if it's Mets fans. Like I, I'm welcome to everybody coming in and, and interacting. It's really it, this when you see my live streams, they are how I really react. Like it has nothing to do. Like if the cameras are off, cameras on, it's the same exact thing. The same exact thing. I'm freaking out over stuff. Like everything's the end of the world. If the Phillies haven't hit, gotten a hit in two innings, it's over. They're done. But. That it's just that's just the way I've thought throughout everything. Maybe it's pessimism. Maybe I'm just an asshole. But that's just how when I watch. You know, I gotta say, you 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 won't have any issues with the innings problem. I think this year the Phillies are going to be on fire almost every inning. To be honest, with you. they just have a lineup now, don't they? 
And, and people, I don't want to say people are, are discrediting the Phillies at all, but they're kind of like, it, I keep seeing all these rankings, Phillies at six, Phillies at seven, Phillies at, at four. I'm like, they literally just went to the World Series. And then they just signed the best shortstop in baseball. Yeah. Like, like they, the Phillies got better from what they were last year. Absolutely. And they I think it's more, guys. yeah, people just look at the record from last year, but don't look at that first two months of the season. They were eight games below 500. Once they fired their coach, they were up there with the Mets. They were up there with the Braves. They were up there with the Yankees. They were up there with all those teams. But you only look at the final record and be like, oh, they only had 87 wins. They suck. No, the Phillies were really, really good in that second half of the year. And and see, Thompson's finally got the time to manage, which I know him personally from his time in New York. So there's a feel-good story for me feeling that, watching that. I'm like, Thompson's getting his due, you know? But let, let's let's yeah. jump in sports here. I want to focus on this weekend because this is almost a, like, a, um, you know, the World Series type of weekend in the NFL for you guys hosting the NFC title game. A, was that a, a thought, like, back in the offseason? And B... We are here now. I think Brock versus Hurts going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah, we were at one point, we were at a position where um, we didn't know how the Eagles were going to go. They went from being really good to who knows. And like you went from Carson Wentz, who looked like an MVP candidate, and then went downhill real quickly and now we see what Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz isn't a good quarterback at all and you go through you draft Jalen Hurts we're all like why did we draft Jalen Hurts this guy hey I didn't like I didn't like the sign at all I thought he was just some guy that was passed over from Alabama and wasn't that good um you you see him you see him in 2020 I'm like okay he, he he's he's got the legs he can run but he couldn't read a defense same thing last year he still made the playoffs, but it was more of the team around him. And then you see this year, he just completely flipped the switch. He's mm-hmm. completely different quarterback, MVP-type quarterback. And I was 100% wrong on him. I'll admit it. And I thought the Eagles were going to make the playoffs this year. I thought they were probably a 10-win team. I think that's what I predicted them as. Um, but NFC Championship game was never, in my thoughts, this close at all. And But, but now you look at it, it's like, they have a little legitimate shot of winning this NFC championship and legitimate shot of winning Super Bowl. Yeah. That quickly is crazy to me. Tell me about the AJ Brown impact. Cause obviously he's been an impact for you guys. And we talk about him a little bit here, but give, give the New Yorkers an insight as to why he's been such a weapon for, for the Eagles. I mean, besides what we know about him, what else can you tell us? The guy just catches the football. He goes up and, and just mosses people. And the Eagles really haven't had a true number one wide receiver since Terrell Owens. And it's funny because the instant comp you get with A.J. Brown, you look at the body type, you look at the type receiver, is Terrell Owens. The thing that A.J. Brown doesn't have is the -the off-the-field stuff. So A.J. Brown has been such a huge help. But then you look at Devontae Smith, and Devontae Smith is almost just as good. He's Mm -hmm. a different type of receiver, but he's just as good. So you have just two absolute superstar receivers and then you have a quarterback who's throwing a great ball. It's just the Eagles are hot right now, and I, it, it's going to be really tough for them to cool down. And then you look at the defense, and the defense had the most sacks in 15 years. It's wild. Yeah. 
that's uh what was that do Staley numbers like those are those are that, that's pretty good that that whole defensive squad as i mentioned earlier though the sereni turnaround is that is he a big credit to this also absolutely i mean the the one the one problem i had with the offense last year was they never really built it around jalen hurts it was more okay well we're gonna pass the ball as much as possible it was almost like carson wentz was still in there then you see them slowly transition and let Jalen Hurts run the ball himself more. Do the, the now now they have now they have a, a new play called an RPR. So before they they had the RPO where it was just a run pass option, and that's what got them the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. The RPR is now a run you can hand it off to Miles Sanders, a pass you can throw it, or a run with Jalen Hurts. So now you got to try to stop three things at once with superstar players at every level. It's difficult. It's it's a difficult offense to stop, and you, it's almost like you got to sell out for two of them and hope the third one doesn't beat you too bad. But uh-huh. I mean, even that, like the only there there hasn't really been a team that's exposed them this year. Yeah, the Commanders beat them. But you look at that game and it's they lost because they had two crucial fumbles. That usually doesn't happen with them too much. So you don't fumble the football and you probably win. All right. So we faced the, the Eagles twice this year. You know, Giants faced the Eagles twice. And both times kind of was not good for the Giants. But can you explain? I just thought they had a little more hope against them this time around. So, And I guess you felt that even though you're an Eagle fan, you thought maybe yeah. they had more of a chance this time around. Because third time was possibly a charm but it just didn't happen but to go up what was it 21 28 not i mean that was pretty 28 nothing and a half yeah for the eagles d offense who was sputtering a little bit there towards the end of the season right can we say that yeah and, and the reason the offense was sputtering was because jalen hurts was hurt and not in there and yes he was playing the last game of the year but the eagles very clearly were not playing their a game in that game they were just trying to get by to get that mm-hmm. number one seed so once they once they sealed that up, but it just you look at every single facet. They they and and Brian Dable said it in his press conference. They beat us in every single facet of the game. They mm-hmm. beat us in the run. They beat us in the pass. They beat us with the defense. Like, and it was surprising to me. I didn't think the Eagles were going to come out that hot. I thought they. I thought the Eagles were going to win by three points. That's what I. That's what I had. Game winning field goal type thing. But it was just. I, I can't even explain how good they were. Like, tell us about your podcast and blog because I know you do have a bit of both. So tell us about that. And do you have press access with this with, with your teams that you love to cover? Oh, no, they, they actually hate me. Um, I'm an <laughs> asshole towards every team. So um, I don't have any press access or anything. But um, I'm, maybe one day we'll see. I really don't vlog too much because I suck at editing. So um, it's more just like my live stream reactions and just reacting to comments. But, I mean, it's helped me out really well. And, and we've gotten, I mean, on, on YouTube, we got 1.9 thousand subscribers and the, and the TikTok 71,000 followers. And it's just the, the growth has been insane. It's something I never thought would happen. It was kind of just I just put my real reactions out there. And all of a sudden just start the views start climbing. I'm like, was this pre-pandemic or did the pandemic did, your, did the pandemic do that for you too? Because it, it inspired my creative gene to just be stuck at the house and do nothing, you know, what to do. TikTok was my outlet. I don't know if that was the case for you, but. Yeah, that it was pretty much the same thing. I think I downloaded it. So Somebody told me it was a, I downloaded it as a joke because they said it was a whole bunch of girls dancing or something. 
So I downloaded it and then saw a couple sports videos and like, all right, you know, I'll make a sports video too. I think I made one about Joe Burrow. He had a heart monitor on it. It looked like a sports bra and I made fun of that. And that got like 30,000 views. And for me, it's like 30,000 views at that point. I'm like, oh my God. So, mm-hmm. and I just started making videos that way and kept growing and growing. And then I also had like the one, the first video that I went viral with was um, Josh Allen had just thrown a touchdown pass to Diggs. It was like 15 seconds left in the game. And then Kyler Murray comes around and throws a Hail Mary to uh, DeAndre Hopkins and won the game. But all my comments on that other video was, you were wrong because I said the Bills are going to win the game. Because, I mean, there was like 35 seconds or something. I forget the exact amount of time, but like the Bills are going to win this game because teams don't come back from that. So that was just a crazy finish that that me being an idiot wound up getting me a whole bunch of followers. Um, but, yeah, it was real fun. Uh, Chris uh... – Chris Mofo, right? Or is it Mafo? How do we say this? Mafo. 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 I love that. Chris Mafo is with me here on the vlog and podcast. Shine the sports. uh, Alex Garrett Sports Spotlight on Chris. Um, You know, you're also following. I have to ask you this because I don't know. You seem like you follow college sports too. You're a Penn State football fan, right? But I got to ask, are you Mm -hmm. Temple? Are you Villanova when it comes to basketball? Like, who's your team there? Nova, 100%. I'm actually a bigger Nova football fan than I am Penn State. But okay. Nova, you don't really see Nova's football team out there at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually live right around the corner from Villanova. And I, I went to school right near Villanova. So I've been a Villanova fan my whole life. Um, my dad's been a Penn State football fan, so I've watched Penn State football. And I like to watch it. I mean, if there's a D1 college that I root for, it's Penn State. But um, I don't really follow college too much. I follow more, like, I'll follow it like around draft time. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do all my research on players, but I mean, there's just so much going on with the NFL season that it's tough for me to watch college football during the whole year. But would you say that the town rallies around? I mean, look, the eighties or the seventies was the broad street bullies. Are the flyers still a thing there? I hate to ask it, but I don't know. It's been an off few years for them. So what are you seeing on hockey? Cause we're right in the thick of hockey right now, but I know the Eagles town, is focused on the Eagles. So what about the Flyers? There's a lot of malcontent with Flyers fans and the Flyers right now. Um, the Flyers' ownership just doesn't seem to get the fans. They they do things weirdly, and, like, they won't commit to a rebuild. They, they're like, we're retooling, but we're not rebuilding. But the team clearly needs a complete rebuild. And then you got a superstar player in Johnny Goodrow who said he wants to come play for the Flyers. And the Flyers are like, ah, you know, we don't have the money for it, even though they, they, they could have made it work in all reality. And it just it just angers the fans. You have a hometown kid who, who's right, right over the border in Jersey, and, and he wants to play for your team, and you don't sign him. It's just it, – it's a love-hate relationship with the Flyers and the Flyers fans. And you can see but losing Drew numbers. Was- Giroux losing him was a big deal, wasn't it? Obviously, losing like we knew we knew they had to trade Giroux. We thought it was going to spiral into a complete rebuild, which we needed to do. Yet then they go out and trade for Tony D'Angelo and trade a bunch of picks for Rasmus Ristolainen. It just doesn't make sense what the Flyers are doing, and Flyers fans and Philly sports fans in general are very very intelligent fans. No matter what people say. They know their sports and they know it well. When they try to pull something over on the fans and try to say this is the right thing to do, 
They're like, you don't like, they don't know what they're doing right now. And it's very clear. It's a talk, mess. The Flyers are a mess. Talk to me about your play-by-play. Cause I feel like you like to do the play-by-play as you're doing the live stream. So is that one of your goals still? I know you're fairly young yet. So would you still do no, play-by-play? No, honestly, I don't think I could do play-by-play cause I curse too much. So I'd throw out an F-bomb there every once in a while. And I okay. would be fired. But, um, <laughs> I kind of just do the play-by-play so people that are watching my stream know, know what's going on. Because, um, like, I, unfortunately, during streams, I can't show the screen. I can't show what's going on because it's copyright infringement. Sure. And, you know, sure. then, then you get your video taken down. But um, I try I try to let people know what's going on. Um, kind of just comes naturally. Like, I, I'm, I don't really do too much research to do play-by-play. I know I'm not perfect. I probably would never get a job with anybody. But I kind of just roll with it. I want to ask you about behind the scenes because I know that in addition to this, you do have a life outside of sports. So tell us a little about that. Maybe people don't know that you do have a life outside of sports as well. Uh, I pretty much don't have a life outside of sports. My now, now that I started Cotton Media, that that's my company. That's like what I do now. I all my whole life is revolving around sports. And even when I'm with my fiance, I'm watching sports, and she's like, "You gotta, you gotta turn the sports off." I'm like, "Nah." It, we, we got the we got the I, I had to show the Arena Football League last night. If nobody knows what the Arena Football League is, oh my, oh my god, that was so so fun when they had the Arena Football League. I used to go and watch the Philadelphia Soul when they were at the Wachovia Center. And I isn't mean, that you, Bon Jovi's you, you, team you or am I thinking the wrong? Isn't that Bon Jovi's? Yeah, Jovi's yeah, it was team? Bon Jovi's team. It was Bon Jovi's team. And and you'd have guys just get tackled. The, the way it was, it was the hot. There were the hockey boards there, but they took the glass mm-hmm. out. So. People would get tackled over the side, and they get tackled into the stands. It was hilarious. Um, it's a shame that league folded, but but she was like real interested in that. I'm like, yeah, it, there's some fun sports out there. So yeah, I mean, pretty much my whole life is revolved around sports. We had the Dragons up here in New York, if you remember. That was a fun team too, and that's yeah, sparked yeah. the Dragon actually became an existence before it became the Islander mascot. Um, all right, I see the Sixers behind you. We can't not talk about them. Look. A couple of years ago when the Ben Simmons drama was unfolding, I said, man, this is bad for Philly. I want to see Embiid do well. It's not going to help Embiid in the long run. He's been relatively healthy this year, right? Or has he been a little – because his health has been a concern over the years. We can't he's deny just, that, right? I mean, he's a seven-foot-three center. Like, he's going to have ailing injuries here every once in a while. Like, when you, when you have a body that's massive, like, he hasn't really missed any big time time, but like he'll miss a game or two here and there. He's not going to be in every player. He's not going to be an every night player ever, but he's been relatively healthy. It's been more that Tyrese Maxey got hurt for a decent amount. And you had James Harden get hurt at the same time. So you have both of them out for a couple of weeks. So that that's been a little bit of a hindrance on the rest of the, uh, on the rest of the Sixers roster. But I mean, the Sixers are back up there playing pretty well. I think they're the third seed right now. Honestly, I haven't really been able to get into the Sixers too much because, I mean, we had the Phillies in the World Series run mm-hmm. right around when the Sixers were starting. So I didn't really pay attention to the Sixers then because I'm like, I'm all Phillies then. And then you got the Eagles who were playing incredibly well. Like, I'll turn on the Sixers every now and then. But I also feel like it's boring basketball just watching Doc Rivers at this point. I'm just done with Doc Rivers. <laughs> I don't care if he's a good coach. I don't want go on. Well, it's been a rough few years even in the playoffs for them. So maybe that is coaching as well. All right. Does, does this run for the Eagles flash you back to just a few years ago? I believe it was five already when you had Foles come in for Wentz. I mean, look, I remember 
they were 15 and 0 or 14 and 0, and then Wentz goes down. They get Foles in there. He becomes the savior, really. And then you have that unbelievable Doug Peterson play where he gets Foles a running a route to catch the touchdown. And then, you know, it just was destiny there. So do you feel that kind of flashback run here? Or what can what do they have to do to get to the chip, if you will? To me, it feels different. And I, I, I can't really put my finger on what it is. I felt I just knew that team was going to win the championship that year. This year, it's just different. I, I mean, I don't, I still think there's a shot, but to me, it just doesn't feel like they have the firepower, even though this team, like on this paper, is much better than that team was. Like, you look at every, every, the offensive line was about the same, but you look at, um, you look at the defense. Our defense is better now. You look, you look at the, uh, the wide receivers we have. Our wide receivers are better. Our running backs are better. The questions the quarterback, do you, do you take Jalen Hurts or Nick Foles in the playoff game? And it was just wild that Nick Foles was able to go off like that. I mean, Nick Foles wasn't anything before then and hasn't been anything since then. He's been injured since, if you think about it. It just, it's just crazy to me how his life has turned since that. I mean, watching him be carted off the field with the Bears was heartbreaking because I'm like, this guy just won the ring like a year ago. What the hell is happening with this guy? But <laughs> I digress. Kata Media, so when did you actually formulate that outlet, like just so people know? I think I started it back in August. Um, I was with another with another podcast group, uh, DSM Media. All love and respect to them. They're great guys. Um but I just wanted to do something my own. I'm like, you know what? I have a decent amount of following now. Let's start it myself. And it just kind of took off. I think I started, I, I had, I turned my, it was my personal YouTube. I just turned it into the Cotta Media YouTube. And all of a sudden it just like, I see the followers just slowly climbing, climbing up. And they're, they're still climbing now. I mean, we're at 1.1, it was 1.9 thousand followers, subscribers now. And I'm like, you know what? Let me take a run at it. And it's it's working out pretty well so far and see how it goes. Well, keep us in the loop. I'd love to see you this season at a Philly game when it's a little warmer. Although I was at the 01 wildcard game when the Eagles beat the Buccaneers, way or 02 wildcard game when they beat the Buccaneers. And that was fun because you went to the Flyer game in the afternoon. Tickets were way cheaper for the Eagle playoff game, by the way, back in the day. And, uh, and, and, and that's the only thing. If they are able to snag a ticket this weekend, any advice for those going to Philly to watch the big game, even if they're coming from the Bay, right? I mean, they're coming all the way here from the Bay, I think. So we'll have to see how that goes. But any advice for those hitting the Philly uh, this weekend for the for the NFC title game? If you're coming here from the Bay, be careful. In all honesty, like, don't be, don't talk, but when, when people, people are going to rag on you, no matter what, they're going to say, oh, San Francisco sucks. You guys suck. Like they're going to go at you. Ignore them. Just keep walking. There's drunk assholes all throughout there. If you go back at them, it's not going to be pretty. And I mean, we saw what happened in San Francisco after the, the Cowboys game. There was some big time brawls after that game. Mm-hmm. Same thing can happen to Philadelphia. Usually, you don't see the big time brawls like that. I mean, there's there's a couple fights every now and now and then in the stands, but you get that everywhere. I, I almost think the Philly fans are are over over hated in that aspect, where where like oh, Philly fans are so d- disrespectful and all this stuff. Yet I see the same stuff all across the country. It's just like it, it, it's almost like too. they have fun to hate us. 
Oh my. Well, the worst one that I ever went to is I, I went to Yankee Stadium and I was just there having a good time. I wasn't being disrespectful. I actually made made a couple friends there that were Yankees fans. We're talking the whole game. We're all cool. And then I'm going to leave the stadium. The Phillies lost, and it was like a walk-off by the Yankees, which sucked. So we're, we're going out and leaving the stadium. This girl just comes up and just steals the jersey off the off my back and starts running with it. I'm like, why? Like, mm. and it's like I, I didn't do anything to provoke it, but at, that was the worst one. I've been to MetLife multiple times. No problems with anybody there. Been to, I, I've been been to the link. No problems there. Like, did he feel no really any any problems issues anywhere. there? How about City Where? Field? I haven't been to City Field yet. Uh, you got to come up this year yet, for a Met Philly game. I mean, they're up here. What? Although, who knows now? Because they've realigned the whole freaking thing to forty-six interleague game. It's ridiculous what's going on. Yeah. You're not yeah. gonna get the 18 game uh, well, we'll rivalry. <laughs> You're not gonna get the 18 game yeah, rivalry. It's 12 like... now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's 12 so. now, isn't it? Yeah. But well, I know I'll definitely try to on... make it up there sometime. Is your mind on baseball and football at the same time, or are you all zoned in on the Eagles right now? Oh yeah. Well, right now, obviously it's the Eagles, <laughs> but once pitchers and catchers report, like it pretty much just completely flips to baseball. <laughs> like uh, baseball is, baseball is my number one sport. I used to work for the Reading Phillies. Like I I've been a baseball mm. fan my whole life. Baseball is just like pat my passion. So um, I feel like I understand baseball more than, than, than football. Like I watch football. I understand football, but like, I don't know cover three, cover two, all that kind of stuff. I can't recognize that. I can recognize different defenses in baseball. I can recognize shifts. Like I know baseball probably better than most people and we won't have um, the shift this year which i'm very excited about actually so there's still good there there isn't a shift but there's there's still going to be shifting it's just not going to be as drastic um but it's just baseball is it's just a different sport than every other sport out there it's fun to watch in my opinion i understand why people say it's boring if you don't know, if you don't know what's going on in baseball, yeah, it's one hundred percent boring. I agree. I want to see the first pitch of every game. I'm kind of disappointed when I don't, so I'm that kind of fan. So, all right, yeah, uh, Chris Mafo, Kata, give us the spelling one more time and give us your socials as well. So it's a uh, C A H T A H Kata Hot Media, and then uh, yeah, my my TikTok is at Kata Hot. My uh, YouTube's Kata Media. If you just look up Kata, you'll probably find me on everything, honestly. But, um, yeah. Any meaning behind the name? Because it's not your last name or your first name. Any meaning behind it? No. So, the Flyers goalie is Carter Hart, as we all know. Um, And then, I think after one game, Kevin Hayes went out and said Kata Hot. And I kind of just, like, stole that from them um, and just ran with it. I mean, I didn't ever think that I was going to blow up the way I did or else I probably wouldn't have had the same name. But, um, Yeah. I, I pretty much stole a brand from the Flyers, so there. Well, there you go, and I'm glad you made time for us. So, Chris Moffo, thanks so much, and we'll do this again, man. At, maybe even after the next Absolutely. round, see where it goes from here, right? For sure, for sure. All right, that has been Alex Garrett Sports Spotlight on Chris Moffo and Kata Hot Media. Have a great day, yes, sir.